Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good Monday afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Monday edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty, Kelly Sander, Luke Johnson, First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg on a very rainy, dreary Monday afternoon here in South Mississippi. Damian Smith will be joining us in just a moment. Great basketball player for the Golden Eagles. We're going to be talking a little hoops with him. David Bounds works at Southern Miss. He was also a member of one of the Clemson National Championship football teams. We're going to be talking to him from New Orleans a little later as he's hoping that the Tigers uh, notch up yet another national championship uh, when that game takes place later tonight in the Superdome against LSU. We're going to get to all that in just a couple of moments, but first opening segment as it is every day is sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit. Proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. You can enjoy their fall-off-the-bone ribs, hickory-smoked brisket, other great meats. They smoke in-house every day right here in Hattiesburg. If you've got a special event upcoming, Super Bowl comes to mind. You can place an order now. Dickies will cater that event for you. They can even deliver it to wherever you're going to be celebrating. Whatever you need, Dickies will handle it. Our thanks to Dickies Barbecue Pit for supporting the Eagle Hour. My, my buddy Tom Robeson back in college at Iowa State, he should have worked for Dickies because he used to smoke a lot of stuff in-house every day. Correct, but he didn't <laughs> deliver. No, no. That, yeah. <laughs> All right, basketball, Golden Eagles fall to Texas San Antonio over the weekend, 80-70 to 70, as the pain continues for the Golden Eagle men's team, now 4-13 and 13 on the year, 0-4 in Conference USA. But a different story for the Lady Eagles, as they defeated the Roadrunners 82-65, they improved to 10-4, and 2-1 and overall. So the Lady Eagles are looking good here to start the year. Damian Smith knows a lot about what both teams are going through. He was a basketball star for both MK Turk and James Green. A member of the Southern Miss 1,000-point club, 20th all-time scorer in Southern Miss basketball history. We're happy to have Damian Smith on the Eagle Hour, Damian, welcome. Hey, hey, how y'all doing? Well, we're good, and we appreciate uh, you being here. Quite a career you had. Uh, anytime you join that 1,000-point club and you break in the top 20 of all-time scoring for Southern Miss basketball, and the, and we, we've talked to a couple of, uh, of some of your former teammates here lately that played for both, uh, both Coach Turk and Coach Green. Uh, quite a contrast and, and quite, a, uh, quite a four years you had at Southern Miss, Damian. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Some of the best times of my life, man. My teammates had great teammates, great coaching staff. Um, it was just fun to, you know, have that camaraderie with my teammates and travel and and compete. You know, it was just a good time in my life. Well, you did a great job when you were here. Tell us how you ended up at Southern Miss. How did the journey start for Damian Smith that led him to Regreen Coliseum? Well, I'm I'm originally from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um my parents moved here, and then I later moved on here and played at Hattiesburg High and uh, uh, did well in high school and got recruited by some of the 
top-notch colleges, and I just chose to go to USM and stay at home. They were kind of my roots, and uh, I just played hard and practiced every day. And you played for one of the great iconic names in Southern Miss history, M.K. Turk. Talk to us uh, for a minute or two, Damian, about uh, your association with Coach Turk. Well, Coach Turk was like a mentor to me. He was a father figure also, you know. Um, he was just a great coach. Um, he pretty much let me, you know, play my game. Um, he used to come see me in the sports arena, play. Um, he was just, you know, he he let me play my game. And, um, you know, he was a great guy, man. I love playing for him. What was it about your skill set, Damian, that, uh, that you brought to the table that Coach Turk and Coach Moore and Coach McInnes back then said that, uh, you know, what, what skill set did you bring to the table that they felt would help the program? Well, I think it was more, I was, I was athletic to be so short, but also um, I had a one-on-one ability. You know, I could just, and then my mid-range game, I had the mid-range game, and then I can get to the basket and I can get other people involved also, and I played defense too. So I think Coach, you know, I think Coach Turk and Coach Green and Coach McKinney, they kind of, Fed into what I want, what they wanted me to be on the team, and and I just went out there and thrived and did the best I could. Well, and segueing into Coach Green, you better be able to play defense for that guy. Yeah, you got to play defense for him because he uh, he was a firehouse. Uh, if you didn't get the job done, we was on the line running. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, back social media has changed the complexion of recruiting. Now there was no social media back when you were being recruited. A lot of guys will say, look, they, they like the hometown school, but just so that they can spread their wings so a bit, they wanted to go off somewhere. But it seems pretty clear that you wanted to stay home. Can you tell us more about that decision? Well, I think that decision was kind of based because I was originally going and committed to Oklahoma. Um, and I was going there right after Mookie Blaylock. And then Coach Turk, you know, they, they swayed me that way. So, um and I just liked it, the program. I grew up around the program, so that kind of made, swayed me to stay at home more often than to go off and try something new. I, I thought I was, was familiar with home. I thought it was kind of funny how he paused after Oklahoma because usually after guys say that, people will go boo. So he was waiting. For, <laughs> he was he was waiting for us to boo there. Uh, I'm no, sure no, there's a lot of Okies out there, my friend. All right, uh, yeah. Luke, welcome. Yeah, they came. They came to my house, and uh, I was living in Hattiesburg and Plantation Place, and Billy Tubbs. They all came to my house, and they recruited me, and I had verbally committed, but then I changed my mind. Yeah. So instead of a boomer sooner, you became a golden eagle, and we're glad you did. Luke, welcome, Damian Smith, to the show. Damien, it's an honor to talk to you. When uh, you were playing at Southern, I was around 10, 11 years old, and, and at every point in my life I could tell you the one basketball player I like, the one baseball player, the one football player. You were my Southern Miss basketball dude when I was like 10, 11 years old. So it's an honor to to talk to you, man. Take us back to 1995, um, the specific date uh, of that game. Uh, pretty amazing what happened that night. You scored – 41 points on my mom's birthday, of all things. So we were excited about that. December 19th, 1995, 41 points against Ole Miss. What do you remember about that night? Um, I just remember uh, us going to Ole Miss, and um, they had CSA. They had some great players, too, you know, and we went in double overtime that game. So, um, and I was just, you know, I wanted to win. I, you know, I was very competitive. And everywhere I went, I just felt like 
my team was better than the next team, and I wanted to give my teammates that same encouragement. And it was just an unbelievable night. I was just, you know, everything went in for me that night. 14 uh, free throws uh, you, you made that night. And then uh, later on in your career, there's only 37 guys that have ever donned the black and gold to enter into the 1,000-point uh, club. Uh, did you know that that record or that, that achievement was on the horizon, or did you just find out later on that you had entered the 1,000-point club? I just found out later on. I, you know, I just played basketball. I love to, I love to, I love to play basketball, and that's just, you know, I didn't never look at, you know, records or nothing like that. I just went out and played hard, hard as I could every night. You know, practice every every day hard as I could, and I wanted my teammates to compete and us play hard against each other, so we can go out there and compete against some of the other good teams out there. Yeah, but when you score 41 points against Ole Miss, now that's not just another game, Damon, you, you, especially because it was against uh, the guys up north. That had to be right. really cool, rubbing their nose in it, huh? Well, yeah, it was, it, I mean, it was a fun thing. You know, it's fun always, you know, to put up good numbers and all that. You know, you at the end of the day, you still want to win the game. But, you know, it was fun. You know, it was a challenge for me, you know, and, you know, I couldn't have did it without my teammates. You know, they got me the ball in good situations, and, you know, we, we play hard. Hey, Damien, so uh, I only got a minute left. What are you doing now? Where are you at? What do you do? Um, right now I live in um, Diaverville, Mississippi. Uh, I'm a supervisor at the Treasure Bay Casino. And uh, mm-hmm. right now I'm just uh, working and working every day and um, just trying to take care of my family. All right, man. Well, that's that's good thing to do, and uh, – we, uh, we're glad things worked out so well for you, man. You were a great, great player, and uh, we really do appreciate you taking some time to uh, to share those memories with us. Thank you all for having me. Hey, all right, Damian Iber- Smith. Iberville, that's Reggie Collier's hometown, right? Yeah, I think so. Another, yeah. another good another, Southern. Another great athlete yeah. out of the Well, we will thank uh, Damian Smith for coming in and uh, being on the Eagle Hour today, and we appreciate that. You know, you're, I don't care where you're playing, who you're playing for, you score a thousand points in your college career. You've had a pretty good run, but I think I think the point that he, that he makes too is different from kids today. It seems like kids today and athletes today. It's all about me, me, me. Oh, yeah. I'm blessed to have an offer to go to here. Yeah. All he talked about was his team. You know, right. we wanted to win the game. Right. It was much more no team longer centered. in fashion, Kelly. That's, uh, that's no longer in fashion. Here we go. The old men up in the uh, <laughs> up in the opera balcony again. <laughs> David Bounds played for a national championship football team at Clemson University, and now he works at Southern Miss. We're going to find out how all that happened. We're going to track him down in New Orleans, where he's getting ready for tonight's national championship college football game. That's next on the Eagle Hour. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank Damian Smith for joining us in the first segment of today's program. David Bounds scheduled to be with us. Having a little trouble reaching him down in New Orleans. We'll continue to try that and maybe push that interview off to the next segment. 
This segment of the show is sponsored by Campus Bookmark and CampusBookmark.net. They're getting in baseball stuff as we speak every day, which is now just a little over a month away. they got a lot of cool basketball stuff and, of course, things for your home, for your auto, textbooks for your classroom studies, whatever you need that is Southern Miss related. You can always find it at Campus Bookmark, M-A-R-T, or CampusBookmark.net. Net. All right, we're going to continue to try to locate David Bounds, a member of the Clemson football team back uh, in some of their earlier championship runs. And now I understand Kelly uh, works for the uh, – Heads up the physical department, physical plant at, uh, at Southern Miss. He was on Clemson's uh, national championship team when Danny Ford was the coach back in the, uh, the early days of the Clemson program. And, you know, when you we'll be talking with Dave shortly, but, you know, the former athletic director at Southern Miss, the late uh, Bill McClellan, also had, you know, Clemson ties. Right. So um, a lot of those well, – there are a lot of ties between Clemson and Southern Miss. Of course, LSU and Clemson just down the road at, on I. 59 in New Orleans where the big uh, the big the big game the national championship game tonight uh, can be viewed and listened to on a lot of the ESPN formats that uh, that are available so well, I think they have the Chinese version the Argentine version yeah the virgin from the version where you're looking from the ground up Above every camera possible, kind of overkill just a bit. And I think on our Super Talk Mississippi Sports Line now, we go to the Big Easy where we talk to the big man himself, David Bounds, a member of that uh, Clemson championship team who's now at Southern, who now works at Southern Miss. Big Dave, what year was that that you guys won the national championship at Clemson with Danny Ford? Uh, The first, it was 1981, and we beat Nebraska in the Orange Bowl. So, how in the world does a guy from South Carolina who plays at Clemson? wind up at Southern Miss? Because you've been, you've been in Hattiesburg for a while, right, Dave? Yes, I uh, was hired by Bill McClellan uh, in 1987, and Bill McClellan was the athletic director at Clemson at the time we won the national championship. And through injuries and grad school, I got to know him. And when he came to, when he came here as athletic director, and I think he came in 86, one year ahead of me, I called him and told him that I wanted to come to Hattiesburg and work there, not only because, you know, it's a great institution, but my father was born in Mississippi, and, and uh, we have ties in my family in Mississippi. And, and Dave, back on that, and of course Bill McClellan is passed now, uh, but, but th- a lot of people thought that he had a very gruff exterior and was a very difficult man to know, but obviously you had a good relationship with Bill McClellan. Yes, uh, he was one of those kind of folks that's like your dad. He's always tough on you, and and he uh, he was pretty much straightforward. He he was a pure businessman, but he he did have a soft side, and um, it's one of those kind of things where he was proud of me and would, but never very rarely would just say, "Hey, Dave, you're doing a great job." But yet he would tell everybody else that I was doing a great job and all that, and. Between him and his wife, Ann, you know, they they would um, give my daughter's birthday, I mean, Christmas presents every year. As a matter of fact, she called me. Ann McClellan called me last night, and we talked, and she wanted to make sure that um, uh, the Clemson Tigers pulled through. And I said, well, I'll do the best I can, but those uh, – LSU Tigers are pretty good. I, I was just going to say, and I know you've gotten to follow the Clemson Tigers and have been to their national championship games here in the last three or four years. So you're down there in New Orleans, practically next door to Baton Rouge. Uh, but I know as big as you are, you don't mind sporting your Clemson. Where Are you wearing your national championship ring, Dave? 
Yes, I am. And I'm also wearing a jersey that was given to me at our 30-year reunion that is uh, represents 81, and it has my name on the back and all that. And I've won, I wore this in Tampa, and I wore it in um, Palo Alto, and so I consider it pretty lucky. And, you know, regardless of what happens in your life, they can never take that that national championship away. You got to play in a national championship of college football. How cool is that? Well, I'm, I'm, I, had, I didn't actually get to play. Um, I tried, and the doctors wouldn't let me. I had my first back surgery in 81, and that's where Danny Ford, who was the head coach at the time, uh, came to me and basically said, look, we, we know you want to play, and, uh, but the doctors won't let you, so we want you to be a student coach. And then I became a graduate assistant, uh, and they actually paid for, you know, Clemson paid for my master's degree, too. So, you know, sometimes that, when athletes get hurt, especially of that type of nature, they got kind of washed out of the system. But that didn't happen at Clemson, and, and Danny Ford, who I'm very still very close with, took good care of me and, and, and encouraged me to not give up which and, and to keep going. And so... He, between that combination and what Bill McClellan did for me and hired me at Southern Miss, it was, you know, pretty much one of the most important things in my life. My my wife graduated from Southern Miss. My two daughters graduated from Southern Miss. And, you know, I'm, I've lived longer in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, than anywhere else in the world. All right, David, Bob, Gaby here. We appreciate you being on the show. Look, we... We live in a part of the country where, as I don't need to tell you, a lot of people drink the SEC Kool-Aid. They oh, yeah. They confuse the SEC at times with the NFL. I mean, we could go yes, on and I on understand about that. Their, their inflated, distorted views of things. But yes. what I've heard for the past two weeks from the SEC Kool-Aid drinkers, oh, Clemson ain't got a chance. Clemson ain't got a chance. LSU's unstoppable. LSU's the greatest thing since sliced bread. But the fact is, Clemson's won 29 straight football games, David. And as a guy yeah. that uh, comes from a program that uh, really you can look back for the last couple of years and you could argue that they're superior to Alabama. I mean, they have been the premier football program in the country. must be a little frustrating for you to be in a part of the country where no one really seems to see the big picture about Clemson and it's all about LSU. Yes, I understand. Now, you know, working at the Southern, Southern Miss uh, – we, there's a lot of employees, and I'm connected to a lot of friends. And last year, I uh, realized that a lot of my friends were what I call closet Alabama fans. Mm. And uh, I have run across a few um, LSU fans that are working at the university, and I'm okay with all that. And we have friendly banter back and forth. And, you know, um, it, it, I, I kind of actually – you know, love Clemson and the ACC, but I understand the the, the foundation of the SEC, and uh, I understand the the love for their sports. And this place is full of LSU Tigers, and there's a bunch of Clemson Tigers here. But we're all we're we're all getting along good, and we're having a good time. But we we got a, a game to play, and. Whoever in my world, whoever plays the best makes the least ex- amount of mistakes and uh, is going to win. I and think that LSU, I mean that SEC Foundation you're referencing is built on stacks of cash. That's what that's what they <laughs> yes. build their foundation. On. Yes, uh, that's right. Clemson, how, how has Clemson been so successful in the last uh, two to three? Twenty nine, twenty nine straight wins is pretty yeah. phenomenal. Well, one of the things I 
personally believe is Dabo has got the right atmosphere. The coaches love it. They want to be there. They want to stay there. He did lose a coach this year, but um, he has uh, traditionally kept a lot of coaches. It's a it's a family atmosphere, and um, it's pretty much high octane offense, which everybody likes. It's good defense, and I see a lot of those same features in LSU. Everybody likes Coach O. Everybody, um, you know, his he has now a high octane offense and a great defense. And um, it's going to be really good. It might actually come down to which coach is the one that has the best game strategy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's all around uh, pretty much, in my world, um, evenly matched. Yeah, and, and Dave, I know you say you're getting along with the LSU fans, but it's only one thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> right. Yes, I understand. I understand. Now, one thing I will say is that uh, most of the Clemson fans that we saw this morning in the French Quarter were walking around with Cokes and Diet Cokes, and uh, most of the LSU fans already had their uh, beer cans with them. Oh, yeah. Well, it, so, it's one they They've been drinking now for a good seven or eight hours. Yeah, so yes. they're warming yes. up. They're, right, since, yes. since they first got up. Yeah. Uh, the uh, atmosphere is what? Is the, is the weather dampening the atmosphere uh, at all down there? I know. Absolutely not. Um, a friend of mine's condo is right here uh, near the Riverwalk in the, uh, the aquarium, and there is a concert that's about to start with um, Tim McGraw and all that, and they just brought both of the bands in. Uh, Clemson's band went in and played a couple of songs, and, and they left, and then the LSU band came in. And I'm at, right now I think they're here. LSU band mm-hmm. is uh, doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And then eventually the Tim McGraw is going to come and play. Um, one of the funny things that I have been seeing here lately is there's a bunch of Ohio State folks around here, and they're all wearing their jerseys. And so finally, out of just out of curiosity, I said, what the heck? What are you guys doing here? Well, they pretty much uh, figured that they were going to be here, and so they booked they booked <laughs> hotel rooms and, and vacations and everything here. And so... Oh, well. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know how that is. You can't... Don't win the game before you play it. That's right. Uh, well, David, hope you have a good time down there. We really appreciate... You taking the time to talk to us this afternoon. Good luck to your alma mater tonight in the National Championship. Well, thank you very much. It's going to be a great game. I love my uh, Golden Eagles, and uh, but you know my alma mater is here, and I'm going to pull for them just like there you go. I would pull for Southern Miss if they were here. All right, David Bounds, everybody, hoping for a Clemson victory tonight. I'm hoping for a Tennessee Titan victory next week, Kelly Center. We're going to talk more about that. Big when we weekend come back. in the NFL when the Eagle Hour continues. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by 4th Street Bar and Grill, located on 4th Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Daily lunch specials. Swing by and uh, grab some great food and good times at 4th Street Bar and Grill in Hattiesburg. Luke, Bob, Kelly from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and Rainy downtown Laurel. Just to recap from last night, Lady Eagles improved to 10-4 and on the basketball court defeating UTSA 82-65. to 
Uh, we always talking, Bob and Kelly, about Shante Hales. Um, Shante ha- had an off night last night. Uh, she only scored 13 points. But if you're five foot four, how do you get eight rebounds? That's pretty impressive um, right there. Kelsey Jones, 13 points, 11 rebounds. Respect Leaphart led the Lady Eagles, um, 19 points and seven rebounds. Lady Eagles back out on the court um, this coming um, week. Let me pull it up. This Thursday uh, at North Texas, and they will stay in Texas Saturday uh, against Rice. Uh, the men, on the other hand, um, I, I listened to Coach Ladner in, in the post game and, and what he said. Um, you know, he had he had made a comment on on Friday. Get us while you can, um, because he believes in in the effort of, of this team. They they drop an eighty to seventy uh, game to UTSA, fall to four and thirteen on the year. It was thirty five thirty one at halftime, and you know it, it was one of those things, kind of like what we've been seeing at the nine thirty four mark. Golden Eagles uh, were only trailing uh, by three, and then you turn around, and I think uh, UTSA went on. It was like a eight or, or nine to one uh, run, and so it's kind of been the same old uh, song for the Golden Eagles playing uh, extremely hard, just giving up you know uh, streaks uh, at, at the wrong time. Gabe Watson, uh, thirteen points for the Eagles. Uh, Arter Kanatsuk, fourteen points, five rebounds, and it's just I think it, we're going to continue to see uh, more or less of this, and hopefully the Golden Eagles can can shut down some of those runs. They will play North Texas and Rice um, this coming weekend, and there's a ticket promotion coming up we'll tell you about in uh, the, the fourth segment. So Lady Eagles out already in double digits uh, in, in mid-January, and, and men looking uh, to get uh, a little more going as they continue conference play. You right. make a really good point there, Luke. It was the same deal when they were at UTEP. You know, you look at the halftime score, and they were right there with the minors. And even like with eight minutes left to go in the game, I think they they were even leading UTEP. But then I don't know if it's bench depth. I know Coach Ladner has talked about a lack of a of a presence inside, which which winds up you know getting them down the stretch. But also, you know, UTEP sh- shot a ton of free throws. I don't know, thirty four or forty two, some ridiculous number of free throws. And Southern Miss didn't have near that many. So, I mean, they're hanging. They're hanging with all these teams for a half and even leading into the second half. But then, you know, like I said, it could be a lack of bench depth or whatever, but just uh, seem to run out of gas. And the latest Massey ratings that were released this morning, there are 353 teams in Division I college basketball. In Conference USA, Louisiana Tech is the top-ranked team, 85th overall out of the 353 teams, the uh, the La Tech Bulldogs are actually down 12 spots. The biggest movers this week in the Massey ratings are UAB, now ranked fourth in Conference USA, according to the latest, latest Masseys. But UAB is up 39 spots in the rankings. UTEP, fifth overall in Conference USA, 164 in the country, down 18 spots. Florida International, 193rd in the country, down 36 spots. UTSA, with after beating the Eagles is up 36 spots to 207, but uh, again the, the the bottom rung of Conference USA Rice at 204, UTSA at 207, Old Dominion at 210, then Southern Miss at 292. The Eagles were down 17 spots this week, and Middle Tennessee out of 353 teams, Middle Tennessee is 323. And they're down 12 spots. So we're about to hit that prestigious 300 group. Is that what you're saying, Kelly? Well, we've got a couple home games this week. Rice is ranked 204th, um, so th- that would be a good win. But North <laughs> Texas is up there at 121. 
about half the teams in the league are in the upper half of the of the country's teams, according to the Massey ratings, of course, than the, the other half of the league in the in the bottom half. So. Well, you never know. Things turn around. Uh, we'll switch gears here quickly. NFL is interesting, uh, guys. I had a, a friend here with me uh, this weekend who just a couple of weeks ago went up to Nashville and watched the Titans play the Saints. He's a Saints fan. And uh, obviously the Saints won the game. So we're watching the Titans play Saturday night. And Kelly Santer, he's going, this ain't the same team I watched play New Orleans. Man, these guys look nothing like this. So you never know in sports. And and right now, the Tennessee Titans, who would have bet the Tennessee Titans would play in the championship game? I wouldn't have. But, I mean, it's it's playing, getting hot at the right time. Right. And and the Titans are. And I'll tell you what, I'll go a step further, Bob. I never would have. I did not think Kansas City would come back. After being right. down twenty-four to nothing, right, and to come back and score what, outscore them fifty-one to seven. Yeah, I mean that's just ridiculous. I think the Titans have a real chance, Luke, to beat Kansas City, and and I think for this reason, Kansas City scores a lot of points, but they're they're like a Larry Fedora football team. You know, they could lose seventy-two to seventy. Uh, the Titans have what I think is the best-looking running back I've seen in a long, long time in the National Football League. and I could see a Tennessee team dominate the clock, pound the ball all day against that kind of porous uh, defense of the Chiefs, uh, Luke, and give themselves a chance in the fourth quarter to go to the Super Bowl. Here's here's where I will slightly disagree with you. Um, I'll, I'll talk specifically about that game and then going on. If it was anybody but the Chiefs, then I would be absolutely. Here's where the Titans win. This is why they've been able to win. They control the clock so well, and if you want exhibit number one, go back in the Patriots game when Vrabel Belichick to Belichick with the, with the clock. They are masters of of not allowing the other team to get that many offensive possessions. You may have seven or eight offensive possessions in the entire game, and some teams aren't able to capitalize. That's how they beat the Ravens. The, the Ravens, when they had the ball, the Titans shut them down, but they didn't get the ball that much. If it was any other team than the Chiefs, I would say, yeah. That, But here's the thing. The Chiefs scored on eight straight possessions. Once they figured out the Texans' defense, it was backyard football, just heave it and, and go. To be able to beat the Titans, you have to be able to score when you have the football. And I think the Chiefs are the team in in uh, on the AFC side for sure that 80 or 90% of the time when they have the football, they're going to put points on the board. That's how you beat the Titans. So if it was any other team besides that, I, I would say that I would go with the Titans in this one. I, I'm for the Titans. I love the Titans, uh, just the way they're, they're playing. Um, but I, no love lost if the, if the Chiefs win this one because Mahomes sure looks like a young Brett Favre to me. Kelly, what is a Titan? Uh, it's a it's a Greek um, a Greek warrior, is it not? Okay, that's what I and and I, I'm kind of pulling for Kansas City. It's been 50 years since they've been to a Super Bowl, and you know I'm, that's why I'm I'm so anti Patriots. Is look, I respect them, but I'm just tired of them. Mm-hmm. So I like to see new blood in there. So I, I like the um, uh, the conference championship finals. I think San Francisco's defense is way better than anybody else that's left, um, and defense to me, you know. It, Give or take, defense is going to win it. So I think San Francisco wins in the NFC, and I and I'm I'm really down the on the fence with the AFC game. I just I can see how both teams could win. Yeah, yeah. I was, if I can say this, proud of Green Bay 
and and not in the sense that uh, I was for the Seahawks. Um, Austin Davis is on that sideline. I like Russell Wilson, but everybody was saying, okay, the Packers are are overrated. There's no way they can. I don't know if you guys saw the throw that Aaron Rodgers made uh, late in the fourth quarter to kind of seal it. Uh, he threw it to Jimmy Graham that got the first down and did seal it. But the one before where he just threw it on a dime, I didn't think they could they could win um, not being able to run the football like they did. They looked like a thirteen and three team last night. They never they they I don't think they ever trailed in that ball game. But I do think the 49ers are going to be too much at home. Um, if you're a Ravens fan. You're boy, oh crazy boy. frustrated this morning. I mean, this was your year. You've got the MVP. Uh, and, and while we're talking the NFL, too, the, the, I had this last night. God brought it up to me. The Browns continue to be the Browns because the Browns hire the Vikings' offensive coordinator when they interviewed the defensive coordinator that shut him down exponentially yesterday. Pretty wild. It's the Browns. What can you say? Well, and the Ravens... Play them twice. The Ravens right. also get to play the Bengals twice. So, um, but I, I, I was stunned. Lamar and, Jackson certainly looked human yesterday, didn't he? And, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not surprised that the Titans won, but I'm surprised at the ease in which they won. Well, they got that running back boy. He's a, he is a hoss daddy, isn't he? Yeah, the Ravens need some new bed sheets because they six four, two hundred forty five pounds, runs a four five, and I thought it was described so well. Late in the game, when the, when the color commentator says, "How would you like to be a hundred and seventy-five pound cornerback?" and this guy's coming at you full speed late in the fourth quarter, and, and you don't want to go tackle. And, and we're just as guilty as anybody else in not oh, not crediting the offensive lines. Oh yeah, they're the, there, man. The offensive line, man, you win it at the line of scrimmage, and those offensive lines been opening holes for that guy. Go Titans, man! You got to be pulling for the Titans, right? I, I could live with either one on the on the uh, yeah. AFC side. All right, Same. we're going to wrap up the Eagle Hour. Uh, Saints are not in it, Luke. Uh, Saints, who'd they get beat by, Kelly? Oh, the Vikings. There was offensive pass interference. Offensive I'm telling you, if you look at that play <laughs> and look at the description of the rule. Better to be at the clearly, dance than not make it, Bob. Clearly, there was off- <laughs> Again, there, there's a conspiracy going on here. We'll be back. The Saints get ripped off every single time, every chance. Southern Miss to the top. <laughs> Back on a Monday, fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us by Toyota of Hattiesburg, located on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. We are bringing you the Eagle Hour from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. And Laurel, Bob Kelly, and Luke, I appreciate you joining us uh, today. You know, we have so many so many listeners um, out there, and, and guys, it's always cool when somebody stops by the studio and shakes your hand and, and says they appreciate uh, all that you do to bring Southern Miss sports. Mr. Thomas Hilton of the United States Postal Service was uh, bringing some mail by today and stopped in the studio talking to me during the break today. And, and uh, this this will make you happy, Bob and Kelly. He likes your analysis. He appreciates your analysis. And uh, we appreciate Mr. That, Hilton for, uh, for joining us. He and my mother, so, that makes uh, two. It, it, <laughs> 
Yeah, there we go. My, my mom my mom encourages me too. But Thomas Hilton, thank you for listening to the Eagle Hour. Hey, guys, track and field just finished up their first indoor meet of the season, and two athletes came uh, in first place finishes. Three more school records um, go down. Sandra Spot are in first place in the 1,000 meter. She shattered a previous school record by about six minutes. Eric Richards also placed first in the high jump. Dylan Evans, who's a newcomer, he set a new record for the 600 meter and the 500 meter. Trey Johnson moved uh, into first place in the record book uh, in the 500 meter. And then Landon Chowden uh, moved into uh, fifth all-time in school records uh, history. So I'll tell you what, uh, they're doing well. They head back to Birmingham on January the 18th, going to Sanford's meet, which is Birmingham's Crossplex. So uh, awesome start for track and field this past weekend. And while we're talking about uh, listeners who, who you know, go out of the way to say that they enjoy the program, a shout-out to Jody Hust today because Jody Hust listens to this program regularly. And, again, I know that he's listening because he'll say something specifically mm-hmm. that we said. He'll repeat mm-hmm. almost word for word. So you know that uh, – man, and I'm telling you, Bob, I was, I was looking at the remote list for, for this Sorry, calendar. Look it up. Yeah. It's unbelievable. 2020, we've got remotes uh, set up all over the place, and uh, that just means that's a tribute – to the popularity of the program, and it's not us, it's you guys. And we thank you for, for making us a part of your regular listening habit. We booked kind of an unusual one, actually, late Friday afternoon uh, with Keith Superstores, Melissa Socher at Keith Superstores. You know, the, the Saturday of the opening week of baseball is also a basketball game that day, a home game, and also the Mardi Gras parade. So they've coordinated all of it. They've staggered the times to coordinate that where everybody can have access. Yeah, and the Southern Miss Rodeo is that night. Yeah. So, I mean, it, right. it, like the parade's like That's at 11, right. the baseball game's at 2, or basketball game's at 2, the baseball game's at 5, and the rodeo's like so 7.30. Wednesday before that weekend, we're going to do the show from 4th Street Bar and Grill. We're going to have Melissa from uh, Keith Superstores, Coach Turk, also, the basketball no, coach, coach, coach Ladner. Co- yeah, I'm sorry, Coach Ladner and Coach uh, Barry. Barry, Coach. L- I'm looking at my notes from our yeah. first interview. We're gonna have all three guys there uh, to talk about the parade, the rodeo, the basketball game, the baseball game, and who says there's nothing to do in Hattiesburg, Kelly? Zanner? And that's Valentine's Day weekend. So if you if your sweetheart is a Southern Miss fan, why not just make a day of it and say, hey, let's spend some time together. Don't spend money on chocolates or flowers or stuff. Well. I mean, you can. That's always nice. But I'm just saying, usually it's just spend the time together and make it a Southern Miss weekend. Looking forward to that. All right, guys, before we run out of time, uh, as we mentioned uh, with our, our, our guest, David Bounds, uh, obviously a, a lot of SEC support uh, here in the southern part of Mississippi. And, uh, you know, most all of those guys, it's LSU, LSU, LSU. They've had a great year. Yeah. They've got a great quarterback. I can't help but think, Kelly Sander, though, you know, everybody writes off Clemson and hadn't played anybody. Well, they hadn't played anybody for 29 straight games, I guess, because that's how many they've won. They've gone through the playoffs two years in a row. Uh, they're the defending national champion. They're undefeated. I don't see how you can say that Clemson doesn't have a chance. Oh, I, I'm not saying Clemson doesn't have a chance, but I just think LSU has done too much right, and I just think they're, I just think they're better. But like Dave said, it's, it's all going to come down to execution. Clemson has the advantage of having been there. Right. They know what it's all about. It's been a while. Right, so a give while. us a prediction and a score. Um, I, man, I just can't pick against LSU, and I don't have any skin in the game, but I think LSU is going to win um, uh, 
28-20. Luke? Go Tigers. Oh, he's um, going with LSU, yeah? Yeah, that, that that Cajun Tiger, not the other Tiger. Um, the, the forgotten statistic, because all eyes are on Joe Burrow tonight, Trevor Lawrence is 25-0 and 0 as a starter. Right. That's right. That is ridiculous. That's right. In the ACC, in a college football playoff, I don't want to count Clemson out. I just think LSU is going to get one of these where Delpit's going to get a pick or somebody's going to get a turnover. I think it'll be, it, it might be fairly close uh, in the second quarter, but I think LSU will push it. Uh, I've got LSU winning 38-24. to 24. There we go. What about you, Bob? I I just think it's a Clemson. toss up. You like Clemson? I, I, I'm going. Yeah, I kind of do. I mean, okay. I, until somebody beats them, until somebody says, you know, shows me, well, they're worth that good. I just think you have to go with Davo Sweeney. He's a great coach, and Luke said it. Quarterbacks never lost a game. It's not an official national championship anyway, because the Iowa State Cyclones aren't playing. Well, of course not. No, no. <laughs> we must right. not have ever had a national championship <laughs> that, uh, to the top. Luke. Nor, to the top. nor will we ever have one. Apparently. <laughs> That's right. All right, we'll be back and talk to about all of it tomorrow at one o'clock. And until then, Kelly Center, Iowa State to the. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> to the top. To the yeah, top. that's right. Southern Miss, to the top. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.